I was so depraved I went astray The cost was great I couldn't pay It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom Get set, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my Why don't you clap your hands unto Jesus? You can add a shout of praise to it. Wow, what a glorious morning. The Lord bless you. An atmosphere has been created. Can you lift up your right hand and begin to pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, use me as a vessel in this end times. Lift up your voice. Let's pray. Use me, Lord. Father, in this end time, use me. Just as you use Elijah, just as you use Elijah, just as you use Kenneth Hagin, just as you use Smith Wigglesworth, just as you use Maria Woodward Ember, just as you use Emil Simple McPherson. Father, use me in this end time. Cause me to become an influence. In Jesus' name, Father, as your word is coming, we ask for the grace of revelation and insight cause us to become vessels that will bring glory unto you in jesus name we call it done amen i'm preaching a message turning many unto righteousness turning many unto righteousness last week i started preaching on our theme for february and I started by preaching on the stardom mandate. I believe it was a fantastic word. And I believe that is a message that you should listen to again and again. Amen. God wants to raise stars in people. And the stars he's raising in people are stars who are committed to his values. It is important, therefore, that you commit yourself to what God is doing so that he raises you as a star. 
This morning I'm preaching a message turning many unto righteousness. Daniel chapter number 12. Daniel chapter number 12. Verse 3. Daniel chapter number 12. Verse 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Amen. I didn't hear your amen. I said amen. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. That means that your stardom is in your ability to turn many people to righteousness. The greatness of your star is seen in the number of people you turn to righteousness. Remember what the Bible said in the book of Proverbs. That the glory of the king is in his people. The glory of the king is in his people. What does that mean? It means that when a king has more people who are subject to his values, then his glory is amplified. That is why a chief is different from a king. And the difference has to do with the number of people who are committed to his instructions and to his authority. So, the more you commit people into the work of God, into the kingdom of God, the more your sun and your star shines. The effect of your life will shine the more when you commit many people to the work of the kingdom. So, kingdom work is your first access to stardom. Remember what Jesus said. If you gain the whole world and you lose your soul, you have not made any profit. So, you are not just finding solutions to problems in the world, but by working, by earning money, by having a good living, but you are doing that primarily by connecting people to the kingdom. Amen. Yeah. So let that mindset be in you. So when you study Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. The Bible said. And they that be wise shall shine. As the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness. As the stars forever and ever. I see your stars shining in the name of Jesus. So when we get to heaven. We will not be looking at which houses you built on earth. We'll be looking at which number of souls you are able to bring to the kingdom. What heaven recognizes, celebrates, and respects is usually different from what earth recognizes and celebrates. So, on earth, celebrities are people who are drawing people away from God. But in heaven, those who will be celebrated are people who are drawing people to God. So, receive wisdom so that you draw people to God. So that you'll be celebrated in heaven. So, your stardom is seen in the number of people you influence in the kingdom. Let's look at the global kingdom agenda. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. 
this is a very important message. I want your ears to be here, your mind to be here. Because this message is perhaps the most important message I will ever preach in my life. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Have you seen that? All power is given unto me. What does all power means? All power means that I am now in charge of the kingdoms. The quality of power you carry determines the vastness of kingdom. So, every king exudes power. Are you following? Every king exudes power. Every king has a territory. And not just territory, but he has the authority to instruct the subjects. So when Jesus said, all power is given unto me, he is saying that now the kingdoms of heaven and the earth and the access to these kingdoms, which is power, has been given unto me. So what Jesus was actually talking about had to do with the kingdom agenda. Are you seeing it? He's talking about kingdom. He's talking about power. So all power is given unto me. He's not talking about just power to cast out demons or healing power. He said all power, all power. That means political power, political might, all forms of power has been given unto me. And he mentions the two realms of the power. In heaven, all power in heaven. And then on earth. The powers in heaven have been given unto Jesus. That means that the kingdom of Christ rules in the heavenlies. Then he says, all power has also been given unto me on the earth. That means that the dominion of the earth is still in the parameters of the kingdom. Of Christ. So the, the agenda has to do with how to translate the kingdom of heaven on the earth. How to translate the kingdom of heaven on the earth. How will Jesus, who has been given all power in heaven on the earth, see the things he is Desiring in heaven done on the earth. There are two realms of his operation in heaven and on the earth. Jesus has been given the kingdoms and the powers in heaven and on the earth. In heaven, there is no problem with his dominion in heaven because that is the place God is. So he is ruling just where his father is. But on the earth is where men are. So in order for Jesus to see the authority that he has in heaven to be applied on earth, he needs people on earth to rule as he would have ruled in heaven on earth. Are you getting me? Right. 
So, the middle man who is going to make it possible for what Jesus is ruling in heaven to work on earth is you, the believer. So, our work as believers is primarily to make sure that the tenants of the kingdom in heaven is supplied on earth. Are you following? Yeah. So, you are not born again to sit down and to relax. You are born again Charlie, let the child flow. You are born again to influence others into the kingdom. Amen? Are you following? So, what does it mean to be born again? It means you are an ambassador. As an ambassador, you represent the nation and the kingdom that sent you forth. So, the powers of heaven has been given unto Jesus. Then he sends you forth as his ambassador of heaven to represent his decisions and counsels on earth. So, you are not on earth to do what you like. You are not on earth to live how you like. You are on earth to do what the king likes because you are representing him in this domain. So every believer's life does not belong to him. Your life belongs to God. Then God uses your life and he uses all what you know and all that you have become to influence others into the kingdom. So, the the, the most important thing is to be that vessel that God will use to connect others into that kingdom. If that is not done, then there is no wisdom. Remember what Daniel said, the verse I just read. He said, they that are wise will shine as the firmament in the sky. And he said that they that turn many to righteousness will be like stars and they shall shine forth forever and ever. How do you turn many to righteousness? So, the kingdom of heaven is the city of God. It's the city of the holy God. He is righteous. He is holy. The kingdom of the earth and the people who are living in the earth are people who are separated from God. So, because they are separated from God, they are in sin. So, Jesus comes into the picture to present to us the kingdom mindset. The kingdom mindset. So, every time Jesus preached, he did not preach about hell. He did not preach about the end times. He preached about the kingdom. So, you really said, the kingdom of God is like unto this. The kingdom of heaven is like a man unto this. The kingdom of heaven, uh, repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. He's talking about the kingdom. The area of influence where God is king. Not church. The church is the place where people are released to be influencers in the kingdom. So the end of the work of God is not church, it's kingdom. Church is training school for kingdom. So when Jesus is done, he is leaving the scene now, being the conduit, being the vessel, being the link that brings righteousness 
the city of God to earth, the city of men, righteousness and unrighteousness. Then as he's living, he says that the power of both kingdoms have been given to me. So, let's continue. Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. So he said, the work that I am doing, the work that I did when I was here is the same work I am giving to you. How will you be able to influence the terrorists? How will you be able to influence the systems of the earth? Except you have power. Because the proof that you are called as a king is the power you have. Bible said, for where the word of the king is, there is power. Where the word of the king is, there is power. So Jesus said, I am going to show you how you are going to walk in power. By giving you an understanding to the word of the kingdom. So that when you speak the word of the kingdom, then there will be power on earth. Follow. So, anywhere the word of the king is, power is gone forth. What did Jesus say in verse 19? He said, go therefore, teach. How do you teach? You teach by speaking words. You, you teach and you are teaching by speaking words. And the words are the words of power. Representing the kingdom. Representing the kingdom. So, every ambassador is not living to express the values, the culture, and the habits of the country within which he's living. But the values, culture, and habits of the country that sent him. So an ambassador of Ghana in China will be living in a home that is Ghanaian. The sound, the light, the architecture, everything will be Ghanaian. The food, the dressing, everything. Even though he's in China. He is living in China but he is not a Chinese. He is a Ghanaian and he obeys the instructions of the Ghanaian president that sent him, not the Chinese government. So every believer in the world must be here to influence the world by the kingdom values, not the other way around. The world must not influence you. You must influence the world. That is the genuineness of the ambassadorial obligation on you. So, when you see a believer who is worldly, he doesn't know the kingdom agenda. Most people don't know the kingdom agenda. Most people have never been able to define properly the instructions of Jesus as to how to enter the kingdom and how to be an influence in the kingdom. That's, that's why people, people who start preaching before they understand the kingdom are always looking for pulpit. People who started preaching without an understanding of the definition of the work of the kingdom thinks that evangelism is preaching and think that winning souls means stand behind the pulpit. Because even most pastors don't know the kingdom mandate. Most people don't know. 
Because they don't learn. So he said, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Then verse 20 said, teaching them to observe all things which I have commanded. That's the language of a king. I have commanded. It is the man who has been commanded who can command. Ah, remember what the centurion servant said. He said, I have many people under me and I am also under authority. I said to this one, go, he goes. I said to this one, come, he comes. I said to this one, do this and he does it. I command and they follow because I myself, I am commanded. So Jesus is saying that the only reason why you can command the nations of the world to teach them, to baptize them, and to make them observe to do is because I, the king, have commanded you. So as I have commanded you, you will carry the legitimacy to command. Follow. So the work of the kingdom and the work of everybody in the kingdom is to influence his area of life for the king. You are not called to live on you by yourself and on your own. You are a subject of a kingdom. And your obligation is to obey and observe the instructions of the king. Your body is not your own. Your body is the temple of God. The temple and God, who is mightier? God. He owns the temple. <laughs> there is nothing that you have that is yours. So when you have a kingdom mindset, then you make every decision you make to become a decision that influences for the kingdom. That is why there are very rich, successful businessmen who are addicts of the kingdom. They are kingdom addicts. And they use their businesses, they use their links, they use everything they are doing in the business to influence people in the kingdom. If what you have is not multiplying any effect in the kingdom, it's useless. It's useless. It does not go far. So, how do you make sure that you become a vessel that God will use? When you make sure that all your connections, all your platforms, all your ideas, all your ideals, all your friendship, all your relationship with people is influencing people in the kingdom. Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom. They go to church. Then all other things will be at most, most people. When you are reading the Bible, take your time. Don't rush. Don't rush the scriptures. The moment you have an understanding of the kingdom and how you should live in the kingdom, a lot of things will turn around for you. You use everything for the kingdom. 
your money, your time, your ideas, your strength, your energy, your businesses, your work, everything is under kingdom influence. Yeah. This is how normal things become relevant to God. Without this, normal earthly things will never have relevance to God. If you don't link it up to God, it has no relevance. So, I want to preach now. I just wanted you to understand the kingdom mandate. And that's what Jesus said. So, the question is, how do you reflect the kingdom values in the corporate world? You are a lecturer. You are a tailor. You are a seamstress. You are a fashion designer. You are a dentist. You are a designer. You are an engineer. You are an entrepreneur. How do you use the kingdom values to influence that part of your life for God? Remember what Jesus said. He said, Go and teach all nations. All nations. Somebody say all nations. Yeah. That means it goes beyond you. It means it goes beyond what? Yeah. It means it goes beyond you. So, God has not called us to have rulership and leadership over the earth per se. But he has called us to have dominion and rulership over the world. The world is different from the earth. The earth is the physical ground you walk on. The world is the ideology that moves in the earth at a particular time and age. So, the world talks about the systems of civilization. What is ruling now? What is ruling? What is ruling in fashion? What is ruling in media? What is trending in finance? What is trending? That is the systems of the world. What is trending in technology? What is trending in science? What is trending in politics? That's the world systems. That's the global systems. Which is different from the earth. Jesus did not call us to bring the earth to God. How do you bring earth, the land, to God? How profitable is land, soil, to God? He's saying that when you are able to influence the ideas of the people who are living on the world and the earth and you are able to cause what they are thinking to be different from how the prince of the world is operating, then you have influenced them for the kingdom. So we are not called to be masters of the earth. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the person who has to influence how things are working now in the world. You have to be the leader in every dimension of your assignment. 
That's it. And it's not an earth matter. It's a world matter. It's a global systems matter. So your consciousness of how to influence the globe and how to influence that dimension of your assignment is what makes you fit and equipped in the kingdom. You think God want, all that God wants for you is to travel to US. You are, you are, you are, your mind is childish. You think all that God wants for you is to have breakthrough in business. How will breakthrough in business affect the kingdom? Except you introduce the values of the kingdom there. Either than that, it doesn't make any difference. It's like any other worldly person in that place. And so what's the difference? Nothing. So until you use your tools and your ideas as equipment in the kingdom, it does not profit anything except mundane things. So what is the assignment? The assignment is to find out how you use your platforms, your assignment, your calling to influence the systems of the world. You are called as a medical doctor. How does being a medical doctor bring people into the kingdom? You are called as a pilot. How does being a pilot influence people into the kingdom? Unfortunately, most people don't think deeply. When you ask people to give something, all what is natural for them to say is that they don't have anything to give. That's the natural thing to say. But anytime God asks people to give something, he asks people who did not have much to give. Because there is always something to give. Always. Even if you don't have money, there is something that you have that can be converted to money. Always. So you ask yourself, if I am called as a policeman, how does God expect me as a policeman to be an influence in the kingdom? There is always something to give. There is always, so you are a farmer. How does God expect me as a farmer to influence the kingdom? There is always something to give. So your ability to understand the assets that God has given into your hands gives you the vision to know that there is something you carry that can be given as an influence for the kingdom. You are a lecturer. How do I use my lecturing to influence the kingdom? There is always something to give. Always. It is when you begin to sit down to take account of the things you are given that you can see how you can allow the kingdom to rule in your area. When we were in school, I had a lecturer called Reverend Dr. Oponifrimpo. He's now the Peace Council chairman. Also. 
and he's part of the advisory council of the president, Nanad Kufad. And every time he comes for lectures, every time his lecture, his lectures were always 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Every time. When you step in the class after 6 a.m., go back. 6 a.m. I don't remember buffing for that lecture. I don't remember. Because I always slept around 1, 2. How do I wake up early and bath? So I bath 1, 2 when I'm going to sleep. 5, I'm up. I call Foster. Charlie, let's go. Or he calls me or he comes around. Or I go into his place. Then pa, 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 pa. Then we are gone. You get to the class after 6. Go. It does not matter who your father is. Go home and go and sleep. And he's, he's writing names of people who came for the lecture. He's a pastor. He's a presby man of God. A presby pastor. Not just that. When you come, he inspects what you are wearing. You, 10, go. You, 10, go. I'm, university. University. You, 10, go. You, sit down. You, uh, it's okay. You, sit down. You, sit down. You, go. You, go. Now, those you go, you go, you go. It's not just you are going on. Which school did you attend? Wesley Girls. I'm going to call your headmistress right away. Which school did you attend? Master, before you even go, taking your names and going to call your headmistress or headmistress in essence to tell them how you are disgracing the school here. And he always did it every time. You speak in his class, stand up. Why are you talking? What are you saying? Come for microphone. My God. Say what you are saying. Go. Which school did you attend? You could hear pin dropping in the class. Pin dropping. Meanwhile, he laughs with us. He jokes with us. He says things we laugh. But there are boundaries because there are values that he's working with. Then he will make us pray before the lecture. Who prays? Himself. Can you pray? Let's pray. Father in Jesus' name, we thank you for this lecture. We ask that you cause your Holy Spirit. There are Muslims in the class. There are Buddhists in the class. He does not give a damn. Why? He is the leader who has the platform to influence everybody for the kingdom. We are closing the lecture. Let's pray again. You, you. It's like a convention. In a school where you should not in a secular institution where stuff like this are not always, you know, accepted or appreciated. Yet, because he's the lecturer. I mean, how do you go, how do you, how do you pass him and pass the course? It's not possible. Using that platform as a platform to influence the kingdom. If your friends don't know you are a good Christian, it's, it's a sorrowful thing. It's the saddest thing in your life is that you your friends never know that you are a good Christian. You don't understand it. It goes beyond you. It has to do with the whole kingdom. You are a businessman. How do you use your business to influence kingdom values? You own the business. 
you start the business with prayers and not just prayers, scriptures. Scriptures. Amen? John Wesley said, before they ever sat in the bus to school, <laughs> the mother will force all the children to recite the memory verse of the day. Yes, you. Memory verse. John 3, 16. I and my father, put your back down. Sit down. You are not going to school today. Going to school was based on your ability to memorize the verse. That's how John Wesley became John Wesley. That's how his brother Charles Wesley became Charles Wesley. You see your siblings. They are like what your parents did. I'm telling you. What generation are you going to raise? Memory verse. Before you go to school. Dr. Mike Murdoch. Same thing. You can't read. Oh, sleep. That means that sleep. I mean, how are you going to have a vision for a good academic life when your values in the kingdom is weak? That's why we have policemen that take bribe. That's why we have judges that take bribe. Being the judge was the vision that he wanted in life. But what values was he building? That's why we have businessmen who are Christians, who are Captain Connors. Having money is the vision. But did they build the value of integrity? So when God calls you and you become a born again believer, it is into a kingdom. Remember John chapter 3 verse 3. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man is born again, he shall not see, not the church, the kingdom. The mandate is to influence systems. It goes beyond just you. But I see God raising a new generation of people. So how do you use the corporate world as a platform for kingdom influence? Number one, clarity of vision. Clarity of vision. Clarity of vision. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Clarity of vision. Somebody say clarity of vision. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. And thine eyes shall hear a word behind thee. Saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. When ye turn to the right hand. And when ye turn to the left. Say amen. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee. Saying, this is the way. This is the way means clarity of vision. This is the way. Your ability to know specifically what to do. 
There are most people in the world. Let me tell you something. The people of the world don't know what to do. The people in the world are trying things. Whether it is business, whether it is contract, whether it has to do with anything in the corporate world, they are just trying things. They, they don't know what specifically to do because, because there is no Holy Spirit to guide them. There is no Holy Spirit to teach them. There is no Holy Spirit to instruct them. So everything is try your luck for them. But for somebody in the kingdom who has a fellowship with the Holy Spirit, he knows exactly what to do. Now the moment you a kingdom person has a clear vision of what to do, you easily become their leader because they don't know what to do. You lead them easily by having a clear vision. Will this contract go through? You say, no, I, I don't think it will go through. Let's, let's cancel it. Say, so why do you think we should cancel it? So, oh, the Lord has spoken to me. I, I, I feel it in my heart that it will not go through. This is business. And they don't know whether it will work or not. But you know whether it will work or not. Why? Because you have a relationship with somebody who sees the future and tells you about the future. You, so you don't end up wasting time, wasting energy because you know which way to go. Hmm. Receive understanding. Hmm. So it's a traveling door that is open. And everybody is asking, should we assess this? Should we go? Should we not go? They say the weather is not good, this and that. You say, oh, let's go. It will work. Why? The Lord has spoken to me. Oh my God. This is business. But God cares about everything you care about. I learned very early in school to ask the Holy Spirit which questions will come in exams. When I read John chapter 16 verse 13, how be it when the spirit of truth is come, he shall guide you into all things and he shall show you things to come. I said, oh, Holy Spirit, you can show things to come. Show me which exams questions will come. If I ever got second in a paper, then I'm, I'm a fool. It never happened. When you see my breakdown, there are only four or five subjects that I got B in more than 80 papers. The Holy Spirit, what will come? What will come is what I have to learn. What do I have to learn? What will come? Now, most people don't know how the Holy Spirit can influence their academics, their business. So they do anything anyhow. Then you make losses like unbelievers. How can you have two eyes and be working with somebody whose eyes are blind and both of you get knocked down by a car? <laughs> then what is the value of your eyes? You should see beyond what they don't see. The clarity of vision will separate you from ordinary people. Let's move this. Let's push this. Let's go here. Let's not go here. It's so easy. 
It's so easy. So easy. You want to employ somebody, they say the credentials are good. He even has more credentials above what we are looking for. But you go to sleep. You wake up the next morning and say, no, no, no. No. We are not employing him. Why? I feel there's something. Archbishop was saying that there was a man of God, one of his bishops who was preaching in Kumasi. And after he preached on a, on, a, on, a, on a radio station, after preaching, you know, when the caller-ins were coming, somebody called, he said, man of God, I am I'm doing a business. I want you to pray for me to have a breakthrough. Then he prayed for the guy on phone. Then he said, after the service, the guy called again. He said, man of God, the contract has been given to me. I have a car. I want to give it to you. Because nobody has ever prayed for me like this to see results within hours. I have a car, I want to give it to you. He said, fine. The man was so happy about it. He said, the car is in Kumasi. Are you in Kumasi? He said, yes. I said, they are going to bring the car to you in the morning. See it whether you like it. They went, saw the car, liked everything. Then he went back home. Then the man called me. He said, sir, there are a few things we have to do about the car. The, we started the process. We didn't complete it. If you can just get us 5,000 Ghana cities. We will finish it, then we will bring the car to you. He said, okay. As he was about to send the money, then the Holy Spirit told him, have you asked me? Have you asked me about this deal? Then he called the man and said, I don't like the car again. Within 24 hours, they realized all those people were criminals. Car. How is God concerned about car? The Holy Spirit is concerned about anything you are concerned about. Should I travel? No. Should I not travel? Yes. My God. Either than that, you crash your whole business by one wrong contract. One wrong contract. You crash everything. That will not be your story. Acts chapter 27 verse 10. And said unto them, Sir, I perceive, says, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt. And much damage. Not only of the laden and shape, but also of our very lives. This Apostle Paul, speaking to the people, the captain of the ship, the owner of the ship, and the other guys who were in the ship, who were the prisoners that were taken to Jerusalem. He said, I perceive, I know in my spirit that this journey will come with a lot of hurt. Anytime you are journeying, you, you have to perceive something. You have to sense something. You have to know what God is saying about that journey. Why is this guy just traveling in a ship on the sea and God is speaking about it? Why is God concerned about the ship and the sea? He's concerned about the person who is influencing the global systems for him. So easy. You are kingdom minded. He easily gives you the clarity of vision. How should this thing be done? He easily tells you. And because the people of the world are blind, they cannot know which way to go. Then you easily become their leader. As you are influencing them in the business, you are influencing them beyond something they know. Easily, they will fall in love with you. They will accept your God to be their God. Why? They don't have eyes to see beyond. But you can easily tell 
by the Holy Spirit. Going to people, talking to them to accept Jesus, talk to them, accept Jesus, and you go, how, how, it it does not work that way. (laughs) What you are looking for is influence, not invitation. You have the ability to influence them. They easily fall in love with you. You, you, you are bringing a certain dynamic into the whole equation that they have not seen before. There was a day we had masons in the house working. And they were talking about thieves in Kaswa and all that. So they talked, 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 talked. Then my mother came. Then my mother said, oh, even thieves came to our house. And we caught them, this and that. Then my mother said, my son, he caught them. Then they asked me, how did you catch them? What happened? I said, well, Sunday we were going to judge the Holy Spirit. When I said the Holy Spirit, they said, eh? They sat down. I said, yes, God spoke to me. I said, yes, you, you had separated. You, are, you, are, you and your wife, you have separated. Then they sat down with the shovel. I said, you work. How? Oh. It's so easy for those people to now call me pastor. And anything they are doing, they, they want to hear my voice about it. Sir, my wife is this. What do you think? What do I think? Am I your grandfather? Am I your father-in-law? What do I have that position? Influence. So easy. You know the Holy Spirit. He talks to you clearly. It's so easy to influence people. If you are as confused as the people of the world, who will follow who? That's why when we say, pray to God, walk with the Holy Spirit, Get to know God. These are basics. They are not the real thing. They are basics for other things. I said the things that I really want to preach. I have not started. I will start next three years. I'm just laying foundation. We just understand some things. Just understand. And we are just on foundation point two. And some of you are already lost. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Somebody receive understanding. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. But you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the power to make wealth. That he may establish his covenant which he swear unto your fathers as it is this day. Remember but you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the power to make what? What is the power to make what? It's an idea. The power to make what? is an idea. And Moses said, remember God, it is he that gives you the power to make wealth. What, what does it mean? It is he that gives you the idea to make wealth. Everyone who was wealthy in scripture was given an idea. Genesis chapter 12, you see how God spoke to Abraham. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, leave thy country, leave thy kindred, leave thy mother's house, thy father's house to a land which I will show you. What was Abraham's idea? Real estate in a foreign land. That's all. He speaks to Isaac. He said, you are trying to leave this land. Stay. Read the sheep here. Read the flock here. I will bless. I will multiply. What is that idea? Livestock. Farming. Separated him unto wealth. 
God is concerned about how you are going to make what he gives you the idea to make it. God, what business should I start now? What investment should I go into now? What should I partner into now? Who should I partner? He gives you the idea. Then easily, because he has given you that clarity of vision and others don't know it, they easily follow you. This is the kingdom agenda. They easily fall in love with you. Receive understanding. So he gives you the idea to make wealth. Somebody begin to pray. Father, I receive ideas to make wealth. Lift up your voice. Father, I receive ideas to make wealth. Let the power to make wealth come upon me. In Jesus' name. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law happy is he. My goodness. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Should I paraphrase this? Any business you are seeing perishing is a sign that there was no vision. What is vision? Vision is not an ambition. Vision, as I have said, is not what you want to do. Many people say, I have a vision for my life, which means I have a plan for things I want to do. That's not a vision. That is an ambition. I want to travel. 2020, I want to travel. That's an ambition. What's a vision? A vision is the discovery of the divine intentions of God concerning you. You discover vision. You don't manufacture vision. When you buy a phone, you don't decide what you use it for. There is a manual user's guide to know what it's used for. So understanding the user's guide is understanding the vision for the phone. Not what you want, not what you like. So the Bible said, where there is no vision, the people perish. That means where there is no discovery of assignment, the people perish. So you can be investing your money into something that God has not spoken to you about. And because he has not spoken to you about it, there is no vision. And because there is no vision, the people perish. The customers perish. The suppliers perish. The employees perish. The employers perish. Everybody perishes. Why? There is no vision. <laughs> but when there is clarity of vision, the Bible says, happy are those people who obey the law. What is the law? The instruction of the king. A picture of the vision. Happy are those who obey it. My goodness. So the moment the vision is clear, you become a star amongst many people who are blind. Why? They can't see. They don't know which way to turn. But easily you can know which way to turn. Because there is the Holy Spirit who is going to guide you. Which time to turn to the left 
and which time to. It's so easy to navigate success. It's so easy. To succeed, don't do the wrong things. To succeed, do only the right things. Not many things, the right things. That is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Holy Spirit, show me which business to enter. I've been saying it. How my colleagues in school were always asking me, which questions will come? Which questions will come? And I always told them which will come. I never hesitated to tell them. Because I knew the questions that would come. How do I know? Have you seen what's vision? The discovery of assignment. I know, I know it. This will come, this won't come, this will come. This. Ah, but he said this will come. I said it won't come. How do you know? Me, are you asking me again? Last semester, I said, yes, I, I remember. Uh, learn this. Don't learn this. Now I'm telling you, learn this. Don't learn this. I've already learned all the things I say learn. And as I'm telling you to learn again, I'm going to learn again. How do you pass me? Ah, you don't understand? The teacher who is teaching you the subject doesn't understand the subject. How will he teach it? I say, learn this. It means I have learned it. But we will sit again and learn it. So your first learning is my second learning. Of the same. How do you pass me? We start the semester knowing the end. I said, before I ever wrote a paper in Kenya, I knew the average I would end with. I was not guessing. I was only navigating how to get there. It's so easy. We want class rep. Who? I'm not even in class. They have voted for me. I enter class. Everybody's clapping. Why? You are the new class rep. I'm the new class rep. Because of what? You know what will come. You know what will come. To the glory of God. The first person to ever get first class from that department. First person ever. It's not somebody did it before and I'm learning from it. Nobody had done it before. Nobody. Why? I saw it in Queen's Hall when I was on my bed. Room 137 main. I saw it. I only navigated to get there. When you have a map. That shows you the end of a place. You may physically not get there because of the distance. But because you look at the map and you know the ways and the routes that will take you there, in your mind's eye, you're already there. Why? You are following the map. What is a map? It's a vision. The discovery of the assignment, you just follow to get there. It's so easy. How will God have led Moses to Canaan if Moses never knew Canaan? How do you lead people to places you have not been? How will God tell Moses, bring the people to Sinai and they will worship me and the sign that they will be free is that they will worship me on Sinai. But it is the same Sinai mountain that God met Moses in the burning bush. If Moses did not know Sinai, how would he have taken the people there? Without clarity of vision, everything is nonsense. When the vision is clear, the people will not perish. Therefore, waiting on God to know his voice about every matter is the most important thing you have to do. You won't crash your destiny. 
I said you will not crash your destiny. Remember what Jesus told the disciples. He said, follow me. I will make you. If Jesus never knew the end of what they will become, why would they have followed? Clarity of vision. He showed them a picture of the end. Even from the beginning. What did he do? Luke chapter 5 verse 5. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 5 verse 1 downwards. In verse 5 he told Peter that turn your net. Turn your work. Turn your implements. Turn everything to the other side. And be ready. Go to the deep and be ready to launch for fishes. Then Peter does it and suddenly Peter catches fishes. At the end of the miracle Bible said Peter bowed before him and he said Lord Forgive me because I am a sinner. Jesus is showing Peter that you have worked all your life trying to find fulfillment. You did not know how to get it. I'm just going to show you how to get the end of what you are looking for. So after showing it to you, displaying it to you, when I say now you follow me and I will make you some, it's so easy to follow. I have proven it to you. The vision is this. Follow. It's so easy. A visionless leaders will have visionless people now. I see you becoming a pillar in the hands of God. Number two, courage. As people are learning and are changing, what you are worried about is a relationship that won't end anywhere. As people are changing their lives. Be careful so that you don't just see the dust of men that passed you by. Be careful. I said the experiences of life will either make you better or bitter. If you are poor, you become better. If you are wealthy, you become better. And it is in your hands which direction your life should turn. There are more important things to do than to fool about. I was telling Anama, I said that nobody knows the right answer and shades the wrong answer. So when you see people shading the wrong answer, it just means they had wrong information as to what is the right answer. You understand? So when you see people messing up their lives, it's not because they want to mess up their lives, but the information that is instructing them to mess up their life is a wrong information that they have defined as right based on the source of the information. So in the exam question, the answer is B. Your friend tells you it's A. You know he's intelligent than you. Suddenly, 
you begin to see A as the answer, not B, because of the source of the information. Uh, that's it. No, nobody genuinely knows the right answer and says the wrong answer. It's the information and the trust and credibility they have for the source of information. That's why a mother can tell a child, don't, don't, don't marry him, don't marry him. Follow men who are married. They have the money, they have the money. And suddenly the lady begins to see what the mother is saying. Even though it's useless, as right. Why? Because she trusts the source of the information as credible. And because she's not privy to any other information of scriptures and of mentorship, she does the wrong thing by thinking it is right. And it's only time that will prove the fruit of that decision when the mother will not be there to enjoy the pain of it. So changing your decision is not just, just, just by, by, by strength of muscles, but reflect on the source of the information. And check whether it's a veritable source. Don't just make foolish decisions. So the difference between what is foolish and what is wise. It's not based on what you are deciding on. But the depth of information you have. That's it. It's easy for a fool to become wise. The Bible said, when the, the Bible said that, and when he came to himself, he said, How many servants does my father don't have? When he came to himself, the first place, the first step to become wise is to come to yourself. Let the shadows leave you, let the shades leave you, let the clouds settle. Come to yourself, then think from them. <laughs> Assert courage. When you have courage, you can easily influence the global systems. Most people don't have courage. People are afraid what will happen tomorrow. If you love investment and if you are following investment, you see how people day after day keep checking the stock exchange market. Keep following it. A minus 1.5. A minus 2.5. A minus 3.8. A minus... People get sick because of seeing values. It's true. In fact, there are people who died because they, they, they invested $100,000 yesterday. They woke up today. They say, oh, that company is liquidating. <laughs> say, hey, I'm dead, though. Is it? money can live anyhow. There are people who went deep into something. At the end, they say, oh, the guy has duped you. How? But, uh, but uh, the, the documents are right. Uh. Now, in the face of all these global crises, and in the face of all these uncertainties, if you rise up as a man of faith and you say, I believe it will work, people will easily follow you. <laughs> because they are uncertain. They are uncertain. They are also trying to predict. They are trying to learn. They are trying to use history and figures. But you say, oh, it will work. You show them courage that it will work. Are you sure? It will? I say it will work. Are you really sure? What have you seen? I said it will work. 
I remember one day we were going to pray with somebody in a KNUST hospital. I don't know if you were part. The lady, they said she was, she was going to die. It was a very serious case. No, not Nelly. Not, not RJC. Oh, not RJC. She was a darkling. When we got to the entrance, the security woman said she won't allow us to go. Maybe you were not part. Oh, we were six or seven. She said she won't allow us to go. So me, I was coming from the back. So I was asking her, why are they standing there like that? Why don't they cross and go and pray for the girl? She's dying. When I said, why was the Papa, they said, uh, the woman said, it's not time we can't. I said, it's not time. The person is dying. He said, it's not time. So when I said, Madam, somebody's dying in the room. She needs my prayer to survive. The doctors can't heal her. The woman sat down. He said, what is your name? I said, I'm called Prince. He said, enter. I said, as enter as I was. And all of them opened their mouth. What did he say? What did he say? These are not jokes. Last week, we were going to an ATM machine. Me and baby. When we got there, many people were there. They said the machine is not working. The network is not working. The machine is not People came to meet me there, but they still went ahead of me. I just wanted her to see something. I said, watch me. I said, watch me. They passed. They passed. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. The security man said, will you try? I said, it will work. I entered. Inserted my card. Bing, 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 bing. I took my money. When I came, I said, did you work? I said, yes. I said, yeah, it worked. I said, yes. Did everybody say, how? How? Why? How did it work? They said, another person go. I was standing there. They tried. It didn't work. You think ATM is what makes it work? I am coming from a realm. If you see those things when you are walking with me, your mouth will open. Took the money. I said, sir, you can go and try. Well, did it work? No, it didn't work. Another person, didn't. we stood there for more than seven minutes waiting to see whether it will work. It never worked. I said, baby, let's go. Before me, it didn't work. After me, it didn't work. I just went to the security man. I gave him five C. I said, thank you, sir. He said, God bless you, sir. Thank you, sir. God bless you. I'm influencing you. Next week, I'll say, follow me. Let's go to church. You saw how it didn't work for them. Before and after. It's not that after me it works. So he says, it's the machine. We will all be in a car. We get accident. Poor everybody is dead. I'm outside. I'm stretching my legs. Hey. You think we have eaten the same food? Look at someone. Tell the person it will work. Tell another person it will work. So things that people are scared of. That they don't see the possibility of prosperity in it. When you have courage, you can just see it. And you say it. And it becomes it. Then they follow you. <laughs> ah, Charlie. Receive wisdom more. Yeah. I heard of how Pastor E.A. Adiboye went to a, a, a hospital <laughs> to pray for one woman who was sick, an incurable disease. And when he entered the hospital, he went to pray for the woman and he said the woman will be free. So all the other patients heard the prayer. The next day, the woman was healed. Doctors tested it. Me, I like miracles that are proven by hospital. My hair was paining me. It's gone. Thank God. I, I don't trust it like that. 
Your hair was paining you. Where is the report? There's a report. We have prayed. Where is the report? That's it. So, she is healed, delivered. Then she the same word to tell the people that when the pastor prayed for me, I'm healed. When all the patients had it, they all went to touch the bed that the woman was on. Within three days, all of them were healed. Now, the hospital was now looking for Pastor Adibwe to come and pray for everybody in the hospital. When I'm done praying for you, I said, follow me to redeem. Will you go to unredeemed? Will you move to unredeemed? Courage. Everybody says it can be. You say it can be. Then it be. They will follow you. Every business is failing. Every work is failing. You speak as a man of courage. You speak as a woman of courage. They see the effect of it. They will easily follow you. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? How they were put in fire. And when the king came, the book Nebuchadnezzar, he said that, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are you still there? Is your God with you? Now how can the king be asking whether they are still there? You should know they should be dead by then. Uh-huh. Because you knew that something would happen, which is abnormal. That's you rose up early morning to check whether they are there. Then they said, we are here. <laughs> Said nothing has happened to us. Even the hair on our heads have not consumed by the fire. Suddenly, say, open them, bring them up. If the fire will kill them, it would have killed them long ago. Even the people who were pushing them in the fire, they were burned by the fire. They have been there twenty-four hours. So bring them up, bring them out, bring them out now, now, now. He said, I make a new decree from today. Everybody will worship the God of Shadrach, Meshach. They did not do evangelism. They manifested their courage. Their courage brought results easily. So you can go to a village, preach to everybody to accept Christ. You go there another month, nobody is in the tent you built. Did they see influence? Or they saw worse? When influence moves, it is stuck, it is done. Why? They see value. Value. Receive understanding. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. My goodness. Quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Waxed valiant in fight. Turned to fly the armies of the aliens. <laughs> Hallelujah. Through faith. Someone said through faith. My God. People who were in their homes and there were armed robbers there. They say we are the men of the night. I am counting three. If you don't bring all the money you have, I'm going to kill you. One, two. This is Archbishop Ben Sinidahosa. His story, that's what I'm saying. Hmm. 
Then the other pastor started speaking in tongues. Tongues out of fear. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Then the other person kept quiet. I will kill you. Then they kept quiet. The men who are under the influence of tongue speaking kept quiet. You know the source is fear, not faith. Gather all of them, even the wife, into a room. I'm going to kill all of you. Where is Benson? Say, oh, he's here. Go and knock. Who are you? We are the men of the night. I'm counting three. If you don't come out, I will kill you and I'll kill all the others. He said, wait for me. I'm coming. He went for his Bible. Now, it's like in this room and you are outside. He said, I am also the man of the day. I'm counting three. If you don't leave this house, I will kill you and all the others. One. I thought he said to everybody ran from the house. Most Christians are losing things and they are saying it's God. Can't fight for things. Me. Lose. Oh, it's me. Give it to you. Lose. Lose something. Are you ready to fight for the promises of God? You do that by faith. Don't fear crying, preaching. Bishop, where the person one day they were traveling and the armed robbers were on the road, killing people, killing people, taking people's cars. And he said, Who is coming? Who is coming? He said, It's where the po. He said, Everybody, check out the armed robbers. Everybody, check out. When he passes, then we come back. Everybody checked out. They pass. Saw people on the street pass. Then later they saw the armed robbers. So why didn't you attack? How do you attack him? Last week I saw a video. Somebody went to the church in Kaduna with bomb. A Muslim, an Islamist terrorist with bomb to blast the place. They enter, He entered, went to the bathhouse about to set the bomb. He set the bomb. He didn't bomb. He didn't blast. They came for him. He's in prison. Let's look at something that Delilah in the Bible. Reality. You don't have those proofs. Forget it. Where's your faith? Shouting. Prismatics are, are consumed by confessing and confessing until they are confused. Where is the resource? <laughs> Genuine faith will always provoke answers. But fake faith will always fail. So you carry the genuineness of courage. Forget it. You enter places other people can't enter. You dare things other people can't dare. Then you smile. Keep smiling. Waiting to see the power of God at work. When a message of faith was preached in Winner's Chapel, suddenly a man said that when he went home, armed robbers came to the house. Then he said, angels of God, where are you? Why are you allowing it? He said the whole roof were making noise as if they were raining hailstones on it. When the armed robbers left, the thing stopped. Angels of God, where are you? After listening to a message, in the church, a sports person in the church, big feet, serious sickness, they don't find the cause. The wife of Bishop Oedepo was preaching. Suddenly a live worm, five millimeters
first long came out from the feet. Physical. You don't partake in these things. You hear them as stories. You always be behind. Somebody come in front now. Courage will always separate you from others. Courage. I didn't say pride. I said courage. Your ability to rely completely in the integrity of God and have confidence in his word that he will deliver. Easy. It is done. The sickness that kills others will not kill you in the name of Jesus. I see you surviving in the name of Jesus. I see God delivering you in the name of Jesus. So when you show courage easily, the people of the world will follow you. There is no courage in the world. There is only pride and self-confidence and boastfulness. Genuine courage comes from faith. Faith comes from hearing God. Therefore, a man who does not know God will never have faith. He will never have courage. People go to bed sleeping and they are worried. Will I wake up tomorrow? What if I die today? I have seen myself preaching in National Theater, the main auditorium of National Theater, full packed with people. I see presidents of state. I see high profile men sitting there and preaching. And my name has come on the TV. Prince Ohenebe Queen, PhD. I've seen, I've seen that vision. How do I die now? When I have to preach in National Theater for presidents to say that, what well, will I wake up on Thursday? What will happen to me on Friday? Master, we are all operating with different realms. Come up. Come up. Come up. So strength in the face of disaster, strength in the face of distress, strength in the face of depression, strength in the face of disappointment, that is courage. In the face of disaster, in the face of distress, in the face of depression, in the face of disappointment, when you have strength, that is it. You are relying on your brother when you have to rely on God. Your brother is about to die. God said, curse be a man whose trust is in another man. Be careful your trust is not in a man. But your trust is in God. Hmm. All the men that you trusted will disappoint you forever. Because God will never let them do what they said they would do for you. If it happens like that, they have become your God. God will make sure they never become your God. Yes. They will keep failing you till you trust God. Hmm. What determines the money I end up at the end of the month? Is it my employer? Is it my work? Uh-huh. That's your level now. 
Is it the returns on the investment? Is it God? You can be saying you trust God, you trust God when genuinely you don't trust him. God knows genuinely who trusts him. Then he always shows himself to those who trust him. So saying you trust God with your mouth when you don't trust him in your heart, it's a foolishness and a waste of your own time. Because he knows who trusts him. And he knows you don't. So he leaves you in the hands of men to play with your destiny. They are the ones you trust. Okay? Courage. Your relentless reliance on the ability of God. Courage. It will easily set you apart and cause the people of the world to follow you. Bible said, a lion has roared. Who will not be afraid? Amos uh-huh. chapter 3 verse 7. A lion has roared. Who will not be afraid? You will be afraid. The lion is a symbol of courage. And it does not matter the day and the time and the condition. The lion never eats grass. <laughs> and the lion never eats dead animals. Oh, the lion always eats fresh meat. And the lion always eats and never eats grass in the forest. Courage. Courage. When he roars, everybody hears, everybody runs. Yet at the end of the day, he eats. You all run, you all hide. Yet he eats. Not grass. He ate somebody who was running because he roared. No wonder Jesus is there. Lion of the tribe of Judah. Courage. The third kingdom value. Competence. 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 I see you setting a new record in your family in the name of Jesus. What people say is not possible. I see you doing it in the name of Jesus. Competence. Nothing creates attention like excellence. Write it down. Nothing creates attention like excellence. When a man, a woman of faith demonstrates excellence, an attention is created. Daniel chapter 1 verse 4. Somebody begin to pray. Father, let the spirit of excellence come upon my life. Shakatapapasa.
Father, as I pray, may I not be average in the name of Jesus. May I not just pass through. In Jesus' name, amen. Daniel chapter number 1, verse 4 and 5. Competence. You want to affect the people you are working with. You want to affect the lives of the people you are working for. It's competence. My father owns a business. My father owns a business. Will your father live forever? Do you know the number of people who relied on people <laughs> and failed? Competence. Daniel chapter 1 verse 4. Children in whom was no blemish but were well favored and skillful in all wisdom. Highlight it if it's your Bible. Skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. My goodness. My goodness. And whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. <laughs> Amen. Remember, I am speaking about your ability to affect and influence the global systems. Now, God knows that in order to affect a whole kingdom, he has to connect you to the king. That is why if you have ever paid close attention to my prophecies and the prophetic revelations I prophesy over people, you hear I'm talking about nations. Huge businesses, many businesses, many big things. It's kingdom mandate. So, God brought Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel to have a connection with the king. But I want you to look at something. They had the ability in them to stand in the king's palace. So that's the ability. Now, they had that ability in them. 
How did they have that ability in them? They had no blemish, number one. They were well favored, number two. And skillful in all wisdom. I like mathematics. Skillful in all wisdom. I like social studies. Skillful in all wisdom. As for me, I like only to, to sew straight dress. Skillful in all wisdom. As for me, I like only to bake sugar bread. Skillful in all wisdom. And cunning in knowledge. And understanding science. Kings need men who understand many things. You are a man of one thing. You will never go anywhere. You can never enter places. Because when the king sits down, he deals with affairs and manages and administrates affairs of a whole nation. That has to do with many people. From different cultural background. From different financial background. From different religious background. So he needs an ability to understand all these people. As special as each one of them is. They represent a subject that merits to be studied. So if your business will ever break through to global level, it must have a global brand. Why is this important? You can only influence the people at your level and the people down your level. You can influence the people up your level. You can only influence those you are at level or down. So when God connects you to kings, to governors, to heads, to the supervisors, to the bosses, he's telling you that I've given you an ability to influence this person and every other person downwards. But how do you rise to the king's palace? How do you rise from mediocrity and from laziness and idleness to the king's palace? Competence. Competence is what merits you to go there. Without competence, you don't get there. Without competence, you don't go there. Men are in sizes. Men are in sizes. Mr. Foster was telling me something yesterday, a testimony he was sharing that he has been promoted at the workplace. I mean, this is a prophecy I gave at sunrise. Now, we said he's the only person who has been promoted. Among his colleagues, he's the only person. The people ahead of him, none of them was promoted. They have made a new board of counselors and this young boy is part for the whole secondary school. He said, when we go to the meeting, I was so surprised. It was older people, was the only young person there. How do you climb up? There is prophecy, there is prayer, but without competence, you will be insolent. How do you climb up? Competence. The, 
the merit is based on your productivity. That's it. That's it. It's not just prophecy. It is responsibility. Powerful testimony by all standards. Within one year of working in the school. Promoted. Salary adjusted. Other working benefits. When every other person. I said, is it time to be promoted? He said, no. I said, were others promoted? He said, no. Glory to God. On the platform of competence and hard work. That's it. That's it. It is easy to discover those who are doing the best because there are few people who ever do the best. It's so easy. The stars in the sky, they don't clash. It's so easy. You rise through competence. You rise through diligence. You rise through commitment. You rise through investment. And consistency is the proof that you didn't rise by luck. The moment you are consistent in your investment and in your commitment, nobody, including the devil, can say you rose by luck. You didn't rise by luck. They should check your history. They should check days ago, weeks ago, months ago, the investments that you made. Unfortunately, when you come to most workplaces, the Christians are the laziest there. No wonder the kings are taking unbelievers to advise them. No wonder the kings are accepting unbelievers to give them counsel. Because the Christians are failing. Low level of competence. I remember when I was in final year, no, when I was in third year, there was this awards night they did for us. They used to do awards night, then they take us out to a restaurant, we eat, they give us money as award, and that wooden award things, those things. I remember at that, when I was in third year, the second year lady who was the best student in my department, she's called Felicia, Felicia Backman. So when we sat, we looked around, the many people there, I said, hey, how many of us here are executives in churches? When we looked around, not more than five. All the others who were sitting there were not executives. They were normal people. I said, what happened to executives? What happened to people who read announcements every Sunday? They have trailed papers. They have three, four papers they have to write. In the choir that I was in, for all the four presidents that I met in the school, only one who graduated with a batch. All the others had to reset. Less president had to race it. Me, my friend, he had to race it. He had to race it. Dennis, race it. Race it. Race it. Only the first Samuel and Kinsley, they were the only two people who graduated. Why do you race it? Because you have to, you are a president. Is it not an insult? How can I be combined all these things and still end up as the person? God is trying me. God is trying you by failure. You don't tell the truth. You are a liar. You are in school to learn, not to be a, a president. Who gives a damn about the position you had in school? What will he do for you? What certificate did you graduate with? 
you are also at the workplace to put in the best of your productivity, not to pray. The workplace is not a prayer ground. Now, most people change things. Where you should work, he's listening to preaching. Where he should focus, he's listening to Bible studies. Of Istudanaba. Will Istudanaba pay your bills? You do things at the right time. That's why most people, their lives are disorderly. They do things anyhow, anywhere. So if you change the whole scheme and you take it out of church, you realize that every other place they don't fit. Because they have not balanced the wisdom they need to be effective for every discipline. Which one will you choose between? To be a father, a husband, or a man? Which one will you choose? Which one will you choose? You have to be all in all. That's excellence. That's diligence. Most people are stupid. They do things anyhow. No wonder their lives are anyhow. These people had understanding, knowledge, wisdom. No wonder they rose before kings. Why, why, why will it be that at the end of the day, Nebuchadnezzar will say that they, we are going to worship their God because they have been able to influence him with competence and excellence. And they have also seen the power of the faith they have in their God easily. It's done. Are you productive? Ask the person close to you. Are you a productive person? Ask the person. Proverbs 22. This is not children's service. This is not children's service. Wake up. Wake up and stop playing. You have to rise up. You see, whether you are prepared for the next level or not, it will meet you. Whether you are prepared to work or not, it will meet you. Whether you are prepared to marry or not, it will meet you. Whether you are prepared to have children or not, it will meet you. Now, when it meets you, that's when we will see whether you prepared for it. Proverbs 22, verse 28. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Does it connect to Daniel? Does it connect to Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego? Their diligence brought them before kings now. Their diligence brought them before kings. Their diligence raised the platform for them to be connected to kings. You sing, you are not singing well. You preach, you are not preaching well. You write, you are not writing well. You do business, you are not doing it well. <laughs> Seest thou a man who is diligent? He shall stand before kings. Then you should understand that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were men of diligence. That's why they stood before kings now. That's why they stood before kings. 
That's why they still be fucking. Don't let prophecy fool you. Without responsibility, your life will end as a mediocrity. Don't let prophecy fool you. Now, me, me that I'm your prophet, look at how serious I am with life. Now you, me that I'm your prophet, Po. Share. Don't let prophecy fool you. Prophecy is a picture of the future. It takes responsibility to deliver it. Any woman who is not ready to go through the labor world will not have a child. And when you see women carrying child, naming ceremony, everybody's wearing white. They are happy. They are dancing. They are glorifying, glorifying God. Do you know what has happened to her vagina? Do you know the tears that have happened? Do you know how things have torn apart there? Do you know how many months and weeks it will take for healing to be completed? Wearing white, laughing. The responsibility gave birth to that child. It is the scar, the scar that produced the star. You, you don't want to labor. You don't have any fruit. The cat's there is a sign of the pain she had to endure to have that baby. You will push. The baby will be in you. You will die. The baby will die. You push. You take delivery of what you carry. You are responsible for it. Please push. Please push. You can do it. You can do it. Push. Who push for you? Will the nurse push for you? Will your husband push for you? Some people are waiting for others to deliver their own babies for them. You are a fool. You push to see your face. Of it. So they give and say, where is my child? Let me hold it. Let me hold it. Let me hold it. This is what I pushed. See us thou a man diligent. He shall stand before kings. Your faith is in your uncle. Your uncle who has stroke. Seest thou a man diligent? Your faith is in your father because he has a car. You think the car will come for you? Your father has two other wives. You don't know. When you die, the will will show it. You are not ready to work for your own life. He has two other wives who have elder brothers, senior brothers, 43 years, 42 years. Then you are 20, you are going to fight over 43 years, car. Whose mother is also coming from voter region? You have to leave it. You have to leave it. See us thou am. What is yours is what you work for. My goodness. My goodness. I don't like using people's things at all. And beloved will say, why is it that you don't like using people's things? I say, I want to have my own. That's it. You are wearing somebody's shoe, wearing somebody's socks, wearing somebody's jeans, wearing somebody's top. You are using somebody's mind, even your name. You have changed your name to somebody's name. You are a fake person and fake don't last. Be an original now. Work for your own worth. Work for your own wealth. When diligence is in, kings will come. <laughs> when diligence is in, kings will come. Look at this 16-year-old Kotoko player who has been given an opportunity to train with the under-16 of Bayern Munich. When diligence is in, kings will come. Some people have been playing football for years. They have never traveled anywhere. When diligence is in, kings will come. You think you are hidden in a place that nobody can see you. 
It's not true. When diligence is in, kings will come to your rising. That's it. You don't want to achieve any big thing in your life. Don't come here because my messages will make you feel sad. Don't come. Just find some place. Go and sing some hymns and go and sleep. Seest thou a man diligent? He shall stand before kings. Therefore, praying to stand before kings is a useless prayer. Praying for the spirit of diligence is the wise prayer. When you are diligent, kings will come. All your life, the prayer topic is the same prayer topic. Three years, four years, you are still praying about the same thing. It's a sign that you are not growing. It's a sign that you are not growing. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 3. Let me even start from verse 1. Isaiah chapter 60, 6, 0. Verse 1 to 3. Arise, sign, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall Come to thy light. Have you seen that? You don't go to the Gentiles. You don't go to the Gentiles. The Gentiles come to your light. You, you don't go to the world. The world come to follow you. God. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. Oh, meant you bright kings will come around. Everything can change. If you are ready to fulfill the conditions of change. Your faith may never change. Your height may never change. But change the depth and the quality of your life. Change it. Improve your status. Gentiles shall come to thy light. Remember what Jesus said. You are the light of the world. Isaiah said, Gentiles shall come to your light. So you are light. The more your light is shining, the more people are coming to you. The more the world is coming to you. It's so easy. It's so easy. Look at Ajete Anand in the movie industry. Look at him. He's a strong Christian. Look at how difficult and rare it is to get him in your, in your movie production. And look at the respect people give him. He has no mate amongst the people. He's above them. Gentiles shall come to your light. <laughs> look at Kobe Bryant. 40 something years old. He dies and he's more popular than Donald Trump. Why? Gentiles will come. He's a strong Christian. 
a light in basketball. Enough. He said, you don't have to be a pastor. You have to fulfill assignment. When light is enough, Gentiles will come. Kings will follow. The kind of tribute that guy had. Do you know the kind of tribute, the kind of people who wrote things to, to console the family? You can't believe it. Gentiles, come to your life. Enough of the mediocrity and the laziness and begin to sit up. You don't just stay late at night. You make use of the time. I'm staying late at night. What, 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 what? what are you doing? So you are staying late. What are you doing? So I didn't sleep earlier. I slept late. What did you do? So sleep, stay, stay in late. What happened? In school, didn't you have people who are always going to the library, who are always failing papers too? You, I mean, you say, ah, you are always at the library. How do you fail papers? How do you end with lower for always being in the library? Which, which part of the library do you say? When you go, they are sitting close to the AC. They are sleeping. Sleep five hours in the library. When they come out and you see him, say, spend time there. Did he spend to study? Did he spend to study? Or he was there to sleep. I slept late. It doesn't move anything. What were you doing? I see your value going up in the name of Jesus. Competence. The ability to be different among the crowd. That's competence. And competence is not rebellion. Some people have defined being different as always being against authority. Yes. So let's all wear white. They will come and she's wearing cream. Why? I'm different. That's not what we are saying. We are saying difference in your level of productivity. We are not saying that go against the rules. We are not saying that. So, so some people have truncated mentality. Anytime they hear difference, they feel it means rebel. It does not mean that. <laughs> Follow. So to be different does not mean be rebellious. There are some people in the family, anytime the father says, let's do A, that's when they say, why not B? They say, ask why. They say, I'm different. That's rebellion. That's not being different. That's rebellion. We are talking about the increase of your productivity. We are not saying, say something different from what the authority is saying. Don't, don't twist things. We are all going to A. Yes, we are all going but at the end, when we got to A, what did everybody achieve? I achieved the highest. That's competence. No, we are all going to A. No, no, no. I don't want to go to A. Why? I want to go to B. Why? Because I'm different. Go and create your own heaven. Difference is not rebellion. I have seen people growing who have, I am a different person mentality. I'm a special person mentality. And all they are exhibiting is rebellion. Not nothing different. Not anything productive, but rebellion. That's not it. When I'm saying you be different and produce company, I'm saying that let there be increase in your level of productivity. Achieve more results. That's it. 
God has never lost a fight. Why fight him? God has never lost a fight. So standing against authority doesn't make you different. It makes you rebellious. And every rebellious person will end with their head in their tongues. Remember Absalom? His hair was grown nice at his back. It was the same hair that trapped him in the tongues. That's perhaps what he thought of being different means. It ended with his head. Remember Judas Iscariot? Perhaps when they were all meeting, he thought being different means don't go for the meeting. Go and find other people. You remember how he ended? The field I killed them. The field that Judas died on. Nothing grows there. Not even weeds. Not even weeds. I say be competent. I don't say be rebellious. You produce difference by having greater results. You work at a place, your boss says, everybody must be here by 8 a.m. You say because you are different, you get that 8.30. Why? You are the light of the world. That's not difference. That's rebellion. And every rebel thinks that he will end up overthrowing the sitting government. But it never happens. Read history. The weakness of Noah never made Shem stronger. Read history. So you produce excellence results by achieving more than the average. Achieving more than your people. What is the prayer of competence? The prayer of competence is that, Father, let me be better than my mates. That is the prayer of competence. Be better than my mates. Be better than my mates. When you are better than your mates, like how Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego was, because they had all understanding in science and in all knowledge, it is easy to stand before kings. It is so easy. It is so easy now to become the person that the king will look up to. You remember Joseph? How he ended up in the palace of Pharaoh. And how Pharaoh said, apart from what I will eat, every other thing is under your authority. Including the beliefs, including the culture, including the habits, including the desires, including the seasons, including the holidays, including the architecture, including the farming, including the businesses, including commerce, everything, savings, everything is in your hands. It is easy for me then to introduce you to my God. It's so easy. I have shown competence. I have been elevated to the platform of kings. It's easy. Nobody respects lazy people. Nobody respects people who don't achieve much. Sometimes, the only way to have your way through is to show the worth of what you have passed through. And what you have achieved. That's why when Jesus died, he resurrected with new body, yet he let the nails, the holes in his hands still stay. Why resurrect with new body and still have holes? I'm showing what I achieved. Before you say, I didn't achieve much. I still want to show you the holes of the past, even though I'm a new body in the future. That's it. No wonder he's the king of kings. <laughs> what have you achieved? It is what you achieved. 
that gives you the ability to map up with people who are up there. When you get up there, that's when you can influence the systems. Are you learning? This is what evangelism means. This is it. This is it. This whole thing is what evangelism is. Begin to pray. Father, grant me uncommon grace. Grant me uncommon grace to work harder in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. As I rise up to the level of kings, let the spirit of hard work, diligence, competence come upon my life. You reign on high, and we will rise in your name. You reign on high. I kill mediocrity. I kill average. In your name, I kill average. I kill average. I kill average. You reign on high. Sata kapa sebreko sapa. Lebreko sipa kapa. Lata kapa sata kapa. Legreke sata. Sada brekebeko sata. Lebreko sata. Sipa diko sata namasaya. Lebreko sata. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to stand to your feet. Let's pray two important prayers. Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift up your right hand with me. Lift up your right hand. Begin to thank God for the message that came. Begin to thank God. Lift up your voice. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast, and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed.